I saw a commercial. I was watching Nuggets before you came over, uh, Nuggets Pacers, and they dropped a commercial that was for mantherapy.us. And the whole commercial was like, therapy for dudes. That's it's funny. not gay. So it's like, instead of better help, it's just lesser help. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I was making the bacon, and I thought back to our first episode and was like, I think he said crispy. I'm I think crispy that's map. what – and I tried to make it as crispy as possible, especially because for what it was going into, I figured – I mean – That would be a weird texture combo. But I'm not like I won't – it's not like I turn my nose up at, at <laughs> like at like uh, non-crispy bacon. Like, How could you? I'll eat it all. I feel like you – That those are the two only options, especially how we were just talking about diners before. Like, you never get the in-between at a diner. It's always oh, yeah. crazy floppy or, like, you pick it up and it is so brittle, it just crumbles like chalk. Yeah, I just got a BLT that was like that. It was like, it was so... like, the, the bacon was so um, hard and and Dude. just, like, crack, like, it, like, crispy, like, to the point of it was just too much, you know? I think the BLT is the epitome of the sandwich wow. that is this recording right now yeah yeah we are recording oh, i was gonna cut that for you pal. oh cut it up for me um <laughs> like as a, as a kid you think it's a dumb sandwich you're like oh it's just bacon lettuce and tomato but oh, yeah. then you grow up a little bit and you're like oh no this is one of the best sandwiches out there this it's, is yeah. a top tier sandwich it's the it's just like i don't know it's like it's like a Honda it's Civic, of, yeah. yeah. Like it's, it's just it's a it's down the middle. You're you know what you're gonna get. But this, so I'm so impressed with what is in front of me right now, though. Well, first so off, what's funny welcome is back, my son, Mr. These, Will Noonan. What's up? Thanks for coming back for another Billy episode. Biscuits, Billy baby. Biscuits in the house, baby. <laughs> Thanks for coming to hang. Uh, yeah. What uh, what, what kind well, of biscuits I saw these, are we I having? I peeped them in the oven and I was like, hmm, like I don't know what's what's going on. I thought you were just making straight up biscuits. I was like, this looking a little like the. He's the plan was <laughs> the plan was to do uh, regular biscuits as well as what I have here in front of you, just in case these are weird. Uh, so I was gonna be like, "Hey, sorry that these suck. Here's regular biscuits." Yeah, but these look amazing. But then I figured, let's just roll the dice. They don't suck, Danny. Exactly. Let's. Have you got a bite yet? Or no, I'm gonna. Oh, I thought you. I'm gonna do one side buttered. I'm on one side. I'm gonna eat raw dog. My my wife uh, makes fun of me for this, but I do this a lot with like. Pancakes. I do this with burgers you too. Raw? No, not for the whole thing. Oh. But for like maybe quarter to half. Oh, I'm that's like, okay. I'm like, I want to taste like what it tastes like. Oh, that's. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> My wife makes fun of me for it. No, that's like. I'm like, I want to. Like that's high class. It's like a little bit. It's a little bit of like a respect. Yeah, thing. exactly. You want to see what it actually. Exactly. It's not. It's not drowned in ketchup. It's, it's, like, it's respect for the tomato sugar is not covering what the actual meat tastes like. It's just respect for the creator, for the content creator, who made mm. this food sacrifice. Danny K. Shit. Okay. I'm very happy with how these came. I am about to eat the buttered side of. <laughs> A biscuit with bacon and cheddar cheese infused. And Old Bay seasoning. Oh, wow. This is... My wife would fucking have an orgasm. Take some home for her. I, mean, I would love to finally see what that's like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I saw her on Thursday, she did have a, a longing look in her eye of yep. just... Yep. I'm happy I'm with him, but I need something. <laughs> mm -hmm. That was so nice called to see It's called being though. Catholic, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is delicious, man. Thank you, dude. It's just a hint of the old beige. What's so funny you too know, is do it. I, which makes was... it taste like dinner. It makes <laughs> it taste like so much more of like a substantive meal. That's funny. Yeah, it's not. It does have more of like I'm gonna use the phrase umami, which is like the meaty texture flavor. I think it's umami. Mommy. Ooh ooh ooh. Like a monkey. Ooh ooh Mommy. ooh. Umami. Umami. Okay. Oh okay. Yeah, I think that's like the, I, I think like earthy, meatier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Flavors like that. So I think, old base. 
Having a moment, huh? I have never used it in a ton of stuff. I have a big canister in it in there. So when you said biscuits, Old Bay, cheddar, all that, I was like, fuck it, let's just go for it. Oh. And I shit you not, it's so funny that you're like, you can just taste a hint of it. I was dumping that oh, shit. in the bowl because first round of like, oh, yeah, here's how I normally season stuff. Yeah. <laughs> smell. Can't really smell it. Can't really see it. And I did no shit like four more of those like insane oh wow like just that, yeah. letting it roll i mean i there, there's probably a cup of the seasoning in there <laughs> at this point <laughs> and then and there's just it tastes great maybe what is all bad anyway like what's in it i don't know and i'm gonna grab it because i'm curious i know it's oh shit i know it's a uh, crab seasoning hopefully not made out of crab <laughs> I said, hopefully not made out of crab. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's imitation crab meat. <laughs> no. Um, I know it's it's always been huge in the south. Like, I think it's just like cumin and like hot crab dip. Maybe a little bold pepper. blend of herbs and spices. I was, was gonna say, like, what is any spice, Bay. right? You can't really break it down into anything. That's kind of. A, I mean, that's where those those crazy cooking terms like umami and you know. Yeah weird shit like that. That's the business. Weren't we talking about this? Like the spice business is like the greatest business to be in because it's like pretty low overhead. I don't I don't think that was me, that but was that me. that's a great conversation yeah, and you're totally right. We like, what the hell? Yeah, spices are like worth pennies and you put them together and now you sell it for something worth dollars. I mean, pizza is one of the best in terms of cost of ingredient to... Yeah what you can sell the product for. Mm -hmm. I remember... Um, beer. Another one. Is, is beer? Yeah. Like beer? Oh, wow. beer? Like keg beer? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe they're... Also, real quick, maybe they're smart and not putting exactly what is in here. Let me beat this. Oh, here we go. I got it. Oh, Celery go. salt. Oh. And then in parentheses... That's the first ingredient? The first thing. The first thing is celery salt. Uh, and then spices, including red pepper and black pepper mm. and paprika. Yeah, there's way more bullshit in here than like, just that. But it's like on its own, each one of those things is pretty easy to obtain. Oh, absolutely. Well, but that's put them together, <laughs> and you get oh, bang. My wife's from DC, so she's a big, you know. Oh, so you we, that? But that's like, you know, I just learned about Obey like, I don't know, five or six years ago when I met her, and then now it's like I see it all, all over the place. It's like Obey flavored chips. And it's got to be one of those two where you just learned about there's a phrase for that i forget what it is but when you learn about uh, something yeah. and then all of a sudden you see it everywhere it's like a word yeah i just got that a new you car learn. when you get a car and you see it everywhere yeah exactly you know, but they say um old bay i guess is making its way up here or something how you're saying like i know though it's been forever it's been forever in yeah. in the south oh, like, in the south everything like, is old bay covered when i was down there it's like on every table at every restaurant mm -hmm. it's like salt pepper and old bay <laughs> it's, very, it's actually very you would think it would come from here because we love like old shit and we're the Bay State I mean it does Chesapeake Bay and I had to think about it for a second I did almost rip that's Massachusetts right I know right it does sound like it does it sounds like Narragansett's cousin don't we have a Chesapeake something though I thought we did I don't know you've lived here longer than I have these chairs are very comfortable dude so when just give me a biscuit some when bacon in a comfy chair, and I'm like, going over the room. Let's talk comedy. A couple weeks ago, of, <laughs> let's get into it. Let's get into it. There was um, you remember the coffee table? It was just too hard to navigate in here. So, I was talking about doing the room over with someone, and they were like, "What did you get rid of the chairs?" And immediately I was like, "No, yeah, those are the heart of dinner at your place. The coziness of the chair, I think, is what." partially makes people this, okay with opening up. This is a, yeah, 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 it probably is. This is the kind of chair, like, you know, uh, the Chunky's Cinemas mm. are, are really great places, I and mean, I love performing there, but I feel like one of the biggest things you have to get past is, like, fighting through the fact that they're sitting in extremely comfortable chairs. Because I feel that way as I'm sitting there waiting for the thing to start. Ready for a nap. <laughs> like, I'm watching, like, my feature... Or whatever, and I'm like, wow, I'm like, I'm just really zoning out. Like, I'm really comfortable right now. Like, I feel like I could just close my eyes. Have you, well, speak, have you done Roar? 
Yeah, not in a while though. That I was there this weekend. That couch is. I was posted up on it last night, and I was like, "Nope, fuck, nope." Open those eyes. Yeah, we they, uh, we gotta. Yeah. There was a little trend for a minute, where some places put couches like right in the front row, and it could buy oh, yeah. like a VIP ticket. It was yeah, like a hot yeah. hot minute. It was kind of like Yankee Stadium because they like never sold, so you just had these empty couch like leather couches. They do that at the weed shows too. I feel like. Yeah. I feel like that's couches at weed shows go hand in hand, especially because you think like, oh, yeah. stoners will want to melt into the couch. But if they you did. put it in the front row. I find those shows kind of difficult. I do, too. I was just going to say, I feel like if you put it in the front row, the desire of a high person to sit on the couch is less than the anti like want to sit in the front row of a comedy show. Uh, yeah. If that, you know, like. Yes, they might want to melt into the couch, but they don't want to be called on for crowd work. <laughs> yeah, Especially real, if they're high. It's real Occam's razor. Yeah, of, uh, <laughs> yeah I also of, know. And potheads love just conundrums and huge <laughs> they paradoxes they, they can't the show solve. show because they're in the back just trying to think they're about that. They're just stuck in this like <laughs> loop of kind of walking to the seat and then turning around. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I did I, one of those shows uh, not that long ago, like a couple weeks ago. I did one with Troy and, and Alex, Jim Papa, yeah. you know, and, um, you know, I think I, it was during the holidays, I think I showed up, had like a couple beers, and I didn't even smoke, like, myself, but you're, we did two shows, and yep. then, like, by that, by the second show, when I'm in, like, my set on stage, I was like, I'm like, I feel completely fucked up. I'm, uh, yeah. Like, on, like, on, like, I feel stoned, you know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. Not, but the fact that I was kind of like, having beers, like, with Troy and just, like, watching the show, I was, like, losing my place in my own set and stuff. But I felt better because it was happening to everyone else, too. I mean, it, you... There's 40 people in there, 50 people sometimes, just all chiefing. Yeah. You're hotboxing an apartment. Yeah. It's... You're fishbowling a living space, it's which is weird... kind of impressive, but also then, yes, the people who don't smoke, because sometimes comics who don't smoke get booked, Yeah, and then it comes up to their set, I and they're like, that. oh, What's fuck. What's his name? Um, I always forget this kid's name. Shiv. I love him. Yeah. But he he got, he got was high. He was like the bullet. He like had only been in the room fucking 25 minutes, and I could tell, and he, he just kind of sounded like Shiv. <laughs> <laughs> I just, yeah. Only in the room for 25 minutes. 25 minutes. <laughs> I love that kid. He's gotten better, too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's like the that's one of my favorite things is, I like to predict. I mean, I feel like I'm very good at it at this point now, just because I've seen so much comedy. Yeah, good point. You can see someone who's like just they, they have a fastball, of sorts. It's just not honed. It's not. Oh like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like not, a young Randy Johnson. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> the the uh, metaphor I always talk about, like a good comedian, someone who will be good or someone who is good. I feel like they're like Cyclops from the X-Men. They one day wake up and they're shooting like red lasers out of their eyes, you know? Oh, yeah. and, and at first, all they can do is either cover the lasers or let the lasers out and just blast like red energy. And But they're burning their house down and they're fucking killing people and it's like not good. And then over and time... And occasionally it'll connect with the target. So, yeah, and, yeah. If you're a, and, if, and if he was like mad enough, he could like shoot them in a straight line. Yeah. But he had to like meet Professor X and... And like go to this school and get maybe like these goggles. And then after a few years of practice, he was like in complete control and he was like, pew, pew, pew. and I always feel like that's like what comedians are like. It's you a know? Good, yeah, it's like an unbroken wild horse that yeah. somehow has to. And the good ones, most of the set sucks or something and they're doing the same things we all do at the beginning. But then they have this glimmer of kind of original. It's either ultra originality or just an instinct that you're seeing that yeah is, like the a, a true glimmer of their personality comes out for that you know yeah like then, a second of truth and yeah <clears throat> i feel like i you have to like really grab those moments and, and hold on to them because sometimes it could be like the only one you get for like a year at Dude, first you know oh my yeah and you have to just believe in those moments too. yeah i'm um, anthony devito posted such a funny joke the other day that should resonate with every comic where he was talking about how he didn't expect to be this poor at the age he is. Yeah. Did you see that clip? No, but I is this can poor relate. at this age <laughs> uh, without having a drug problem or having gone to jail. <laughs> and that he was, you know, the, the conversation is like, oh, like why do you have no money? Like 
yeah. did you have a problem? Did you go to, and he's like, no, I just believed in myself yeah, I did too comedy, much. I yeah. Thought, yeah, it's true, man. I mean, I was in show business like I always knew I was going to do it and that's what people all you know grown men my parents friends grown women teachers principals people tell you they're like it's not an easy life and it's no there's no guarantee and but what the funny thing is is I get all of that now but it means dick to an 18 year old like they they could have been like um everyone who does show business dies at age 25 you know what i mean like i'm gonna have a six seven years then. i would have been like cool but i'm i live for the stage fuck you like this is happening no one could have told me anything to talk me out of it but i don't i don't know nowadays definitely there's nights of comedy where i'm like wow i wish i had just gotten into a trade or something but also there's (laughs) let's, let's go here already there's there's if people are saying like there's no guarantee. It's really hard. Any job is hard. You'd be sick of anything, man. Like day jobs, nine to fives, whatever you do, trade jobs, yeah. eight to four, seven to three, night shift, whatever anything. it is. It's going to wear on Guys you. who play professional sports hate their jobs. Yeah, dude. Oh, you know? I'm, I'm super excited to talk to Lenny, by the way. That's going to be really cool. Lenny Clark. Uh, Lenny DiNardo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, hey, if Lenny Clark, that would be Clark cool too, but DiNardo, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Lenny DiNardo. Is he coming over here? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Well, you know, he'll vibe with, like, he's a musician. Yeah. And, but just super funny. He's like, it's hard to find... I'm going to probably regret saying this one day, but it's hard to find like truly funny pro athletes. A lot of them are very funny and like the funny ones a lot of the times are funny and sort of like a high school jock at the pep rally kind of yeah, funny. That's where it's like they can do an impression yeah. or they can have a little bit of timing. But, but Lenny's a funny motherfucker. Someone was telling me about, uh, <laughs> I'm so, I'm so excited just to hear about that. Work. Cause like every yeah. kid, grows up dreaming about playing yeah, he's, pro baseball right yeah like that's kind of no I'm a, I, what you're hammered to believe if you even touch a glove is like i'm gonna go pro one day yeah and but like, it's funny though i wonder if you'll you'll i wonder if you'll hit the same like problems i always hit when i try and talk to these guys because it's like we're men of of feeling and emotion and, yeah and like deep thought yeah right to the point of fault at times absolutely and these guys are the exact fucking opposite of that, dude. They're like, I. So I was talking to a pro athlete f- friend, and I use that term extremely yeah. loosely. Who I can bleep it too. Don't worry. Um. Yeah, I gotta bleep it, but right. Oh, cool. He was like, so yeah, yeah. During, and like I haven't yeah. talked to him in forever, but seventeen. During, I just wanted to make clap. Yeah. During COVID, and you're back. It was like it's a long story, but I was working in Fort Myers, and. It just so happened he was like a rookie and I was verified on Twitter and the story around training camp was kind of like, oh, he's got it. He's going to get on Twitter. So I like that day was like, hey, follow this young kid on the Red Sox. You're going to be happy. It's like, you know, let's get him started with a few followers or something. So he followed me. Because that was like, you know, that yeah, was a, that was a nice yeah. move. Yeah, and, exactly. And we, we, you know, stayed in touch a little bit. Yeah. And then COVID, like mi- like the lockdown thing, I get a DM from him one day and he's like, hey, like, do you know? He was like a, a question about playing guitar because we both play guitar. Oh, okay. So then, and this is. <laughs> hey, and, I'm bored. Do you want to play MLB The Show? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it was so funny <laughs> to me because my wife, I mean, I'm a really big Red Sox fan and I've gotten better at this. But I geek out, like, yeah. you know, and I... That's still cool, though. I do want... I'm not... I'm not cool about it. Like, I'm like, I want to be friends with this guy. And, like, I'm, I'll be so real, like, half the time. I've gotten better about this, but you picture yourself, like... <laughs> you're like, I'm gonna be, like... We're gonna hang out. We're, I'm gonna get tickets. We're gonna, like... He's gonna look at me, like, when he runs out of third base. And I'll be like, you're my friend, you know? Like, like <laughs> I'm... I'm it's got so much better as... I thought you were gonna stop it as... He's gonna look at me. And I was just like... <laughs> He's going to be like, that guy's so funny. He's just going to like look into my yeah. eyes and it's going to be great. <laughs> He's going to slowly embrace me. <laughs> no, it was like, yeah, I was like, we're going to go out with our wives and have dinner. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? And, and it's, um, and my wife was like, you got to chill. Like, you got to just be like, you know, none play it cool. None of that's going to happen if you come yeah. way over the top. Because like, like I'm doing this. that thing where like, you're like texting, you know, anyway. So, um. But anyway, when I talk, so I, I'm talking, you know, hey, we're talking about guitar stuff. So I'm like, you know, um, it's a bummer that the season's like so screwed up and yeah. this COVID, you know, it, it is what it is. You know, what, 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 whatever will happen will happen. Like every, that's just how these I dudes think, are. 
and and when and you go I even let like Lenny's good about it but even other other guys have been like you know how do you um what did it feel like that's one thing mm. when they hear that word feel, feel they tune right out they're like listen listen you like you pan- absolute bitch you daisy <laughs> you pansy boy yeah <laughs> so two on this one serious one joke we'll go serious and then out of the riff um that's possible that they just have to kind of shut the emotions down yeah to have that mindset it's, of like yeah. i can get that far it's absolutely necessary to yeah it. it's not even that it's like they're oh, to be good to be able to hit a baseball oh, that's coming at you to either throw a baseball 90 miles an hour or hit a baseball 90 miles an hour you should you can't be thinking dude you know and you also can't I don't know. It was there's something about it, man. When I was watching them in training camp, I go, you know, you have to come here to see like these are dudes. Some of these dudes are 40 years old. Some of these dudes are 35 years old, and they're in white tights <laughs> playing ball with 22 year olds. Like you know what I'm saying? When you see them out of their uniform and they look like a dad on his way to Coles, <laughs> you're like. But but they have a young personality because they've played a boys game their entire adult life. And I think that's the biggest thing that gets forgotten about professional sports and the fever that mostly men put yeah. into the fandom is that we forget that this was all taking place at first in a backyard with our friends yeah. just like it's laughing. Tr- it's that's like the gift that they I mean in the way people I think look up to comedians like when a whole room is laughing at what we're saying, yeah. it's they get to go out there and, and play ball on the big stage in bright, shiny uniforms and clean fields. And girls look at their butts. And girls look at their butts. <laughs> and guys are looking for looks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll believe this. Don't worry. Bobby! <laughs> yeah, I mean, I always hope... I mean, I always hope for the best. I, I just played golf and I played in a golf tournament with Lenny and a, a few others, but... I was with a young like relief pitcher. Yeah, uh, Brandon Nail is his name, and it was Don't like bleep that one too. He, no, you can leave that one. Okay. In. <laughs> he was like a great. He plays for the Wus, the Woo Sox. The Woo Sox. Yeah, he was like a great guy. Like he was, he was more what you want. I mean, very cool. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like still like way cooler than me. <laughs> we always whenever I'm with a guy like that, we fall into this almost like. Um, it's like a buddy cop movie where like they're the cool leading man and I'm like Tom Arnold like they're Schwarzenegger in True Lies and I'm like Tom Arnold. Is that just you defaulting to that too because that's your comfortable zone as a comedian of like I can be self-deprecating this is the athlete. Yeah probably because I was doing that at the award show. I was doing a lot of defaulting there because I was extremely socially anxious. We were in the (laughs) middle of that conversation. So the riff that I... uh, I saw a commercial. I was watching Nuggets before you came over, uh, Nuggets Pacers, and they dropped a commercial that was for mantherapy.us. And the whole commercial was like, therapy for dudes. That's It's funny. not gay. So it's like, instead of better help, it's just lesser help. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I've been thinking about killing myself. Well, how are you going to do it? Yeah. Fucking do it, pussy. <laughs> Come on, don't do that, you coward. You can do That's it. what they'll say. You like, can do it in a cooler way. It's a coward's way out. It's, dude, yeah, you, you, you call for an appointment. You're like, hi, this is my first time talking. They're like, okay, this is your last time. This isn't a real therapy thing. That's <laughs> kind of, I do know about a dozen guys, though, that that would be like the way to get them in a therapy. Well, that's, it's, it's an incredible grift. Yeah. Either way, it's because then. <laughs> I love that idea, though. It's. I love the idea that, like, (laughs) I tried to go to therapy, but it was just so unmanly. (laughs) I needed a Bluetooth brush instead of the pink toothbrush. I need my therapist to have, like, an American flag with a blue stripe on his forehead so I can feel at home. The the man-woman gendering for stuff, like, it's so funny, but it's such an incredible grift because I feel like they're going to attract the people that need therapy, and the clients that then go are going to think, like, yeah, this is different than real therapy. And then after a certain time, if it does click, they're gonna be like, "Man, I was wrong this whole time." <laughs> like they, they're, they're yeah. like tricking people into real therapy, is what oh, I hope. For sure. 
I mean, what is, I just can't even imagine the difference between, I've actually prefer, I've had a few therapists and I prefer like a, a woman oh, as same. a therapist. I feel like I'm more. Yeah, I agree. I feel like that, I, I feel like, yeah, because I feel like I can open up more because I'm not being judged, judged by, by another dude. And maybe, and maybe this is a really cool service where a gruff, visually stereotypical male the first thing he says is like, hey, you can open up here. You know, like, that'd be cool. But that you know, would be the funniest thing is you sign up for this service and it's like, all right, first FaceTime with your therapist. And they just call your own mother and they're like, this is what you really wanted. <laughs> your mom yeah, pops not, up on FaceTime with like a like a business suit on. It's, and she's it's like, not, it's not man therapy. It's mom therapy. Yeah, like, honey, US. Just, <laughs> just tell me what's wrong. Just tell me. You've always held in your feelings. Tell me what's wrong. Oh, and then you like open up crying to your mom and then you go, God, that man therapy. Oh, fuck. Oh, God, that was a great $60. I should have done this long, long yeah. ago. <laughs> that was a smart idea, whoever came up with man therapy. Yeah. I mean, again, I hope it's, I hope they know also, that it's dumb and they're, it's a grift. I also feel like the comedy, like the therapy business is a lot like the comedy business now. It's like, you're not getting when you like telehealth a therapist from an app like this you're yeah. not getting like the experience you'd get through your insurance going to someone's office who's with a million plaques on the wall dude i can't stand <laughs> t t telehealth therapy like <laughs> i tried it both when covid happened and then earlier this year yeah. and or last year i should say at this point um it, it's because you can you can skirt the actual emotions of it because you are behind the camera yeah like you can like flick your phone or whatever yeah. or like since you are not face to face you can kind of like squirm a little bit and you don't get called out for it where like if you are in person they say like oh hey what's that weird body language for like what are you thinking about yeah and i would say there's also just a huge disconnect with just being i mean people have presences you know what i mean physical yeah. presences yeah there's, oh, a, there's, there's i audition on camera and i book nothing compared to what i booked when i did them in person um a big thing i hear is that there's like aa and recovery there's online meetings and a lot of people purists are like that's not really going because part of going is like you have to kind of have the courage to yeah. walk into this room that's like scary you know I, that's totally it's the same like, yeah, open therapy. mics are the same you know it's it's the same of just going to the place whether you know gym versus yeah. home gym it's or like going to like a lot of comedians when they go to their first open mic they go all alone you know i brought i brought two I, oh, buddies yeah. with me who weren't comics but i see a lot of people they go all alone with their notebook and they sign up for this thing and they do it. i'm like that takes immense courage absolutely it's and you could walk away at any second you could you should no <laughs> like we should I, that's such a funny thing too that every comic makes that joke of like oh you're thinking about starting don't yeah i know but meanwhile because that's just that same shield that we all go but yeah. like i've gone in and out of really believing that <laughs> or not like i've it's almost like I think once you're asking the old people who have been doing it longer and longer, you're gonna get different days are gonna get different answers. You know? Yeah, I mean that's that. But that's the same if you ask my wife as a physical therapist. Like, yeah. it's the same with her. You it's know? going back to that what we were talking about before of like anything. anything a job is a job. A job is a job. I do remember the day comedy. It's not that it, it it it's a job. It's not doing it is a job. Be, like performing is a job. But I do remember the day where I had. So much com more, so much comedy stuff to do in a week that it was like more than I wanted to do, and then you get this is when it starts to become a job because now you're doing more than you want. You're getting in the routine of it, and the routine is also more than what you yeah. can handle mentally, typically because yeah, you're out. You got to be out multiple sets a night. And doing the longer this, doing you that, do it, you know. the longer you do comedy, the harder it gets to just lie to yourself. Like <laughs> this, this could be a good gig. You know, the longer you do it, you're like, I know this is gonna be a bad day. It's 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 Wednesday night. Yeah, it's raining. <laughs> yeah. I fucking know what this gig is gonna be. It's gonna be twelve people. Well, if, for me, it's I have a. I feel like around here, it's like how many miles off a major highway is it? And the the farther you get off that major highway, the tougher the gig. Well, do I which mean, which isn't that crazy of a theory, but it's it's, it's a, real a good theory. theory. I mean, Roar was packed both of these nights, yeah. and. You know, granted, it's a casino, too, and all that. But it is, like, from here, you get on I-90 and just go. Yeah. Which is, when you put it in, it's like, oh, it's only an hour and 20 minutes. Great. Yeah. But then at minute 40, where you're on the same road, you're like, 
What the fuck oh, is dude. happening? I'm losing my mind. Bro, you have no. When it's we, like the Portland gigs. Dude, when I just did, when we just went to Kentucky and Tennessee, oh, I, was, dude. I was doing that for five, four, four or five, six hours sometimes. And you go straight lines and you're going, mm-hmm. you're going, <laughs> I would like play this mental game with myself. Like, don't look at the amount of time left in this drive. Just look at the direction or look at the yep. thing. But the worst is like you pass, you know, you, all right, next exit, switch to this highway. You get on and it just says like in 439 <laughs> yeah, miles. You just, <laughs> you just cranked out 350 and then they hit you with like 500. And you're like, no, 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 more than what yeah. I just did. But I have some kind of weird. I do have a very weird ability now where I just like meditate or something. I just go into a. You got shut off in mode. a few hours because it's almost that night when I'm laying in bed. I'm like, how did I? How did I not go crazy? But. Dude, it's my thing that I try to do is I'll look at the ETA or like how long the drive is, and then put on a podcast or whatever, and then I just can look at the podcast to yeah. see how much time is left instead of because for one. whatever reason it's like, oh, I'm only 20 minutes into this episode. Yeah. Instead of oh, I'm only 20 to, minutes into this drive or you know something like that. That's why I used to. In the early days of Joe Rogan, the pre like Trump days the of Joe Rogan, yeah. it was uh, I used to like love his podcast for for like a two or three hour drive to a gig because it really did make it go by fast because you're just listening to. Now I listen to a lot of in the spring and summer. I listen to a lot of baseball games. It's the same thing. You're like, if you get the app, you can listen to any game in the country. I got to do that this season. And it, it's not that bad. I falling asleep to baseball. Oh yeah, is like the the thing that transports me quickest back to childhood. Yeah, like for a lot of this podcast, we're talking about like food and all that memories around. For me, it's like falling asleep to yeah. Joe Buck on Sunday Night Baseball in yeah. the living room with like my parents watching. Meg, my sister, she's like bopping in and out. Like yeah, that is like the quickest thing. So whenever anyone shits on Joe Buck, I'm like, you take that fucking <laughs> back right now. That man is yeah, an American Joe- hero. Yeah, I think people around He's here. Voice we, of gold. He like just burned us a few times. He just was bad about. He's bad about the helmet catch. Yeah, and he didn't know we fucking caught it. I was gonna say he was. He that's just, it. That's the only but thing I that you have guys have on. That's the only reason you guys don't like him. I yeah, I mean that literally is it. That's I've, literally the only reason. It's I because... love for him now as a, and as like a professional, I really love him. But when I was just like a college kid watching the Sox in like '04, I was like, I and then the real reason was. Because we had a year of, you know, you're, you spend the whole season watching Don Arcillo and Jerry Remy. And then it's like, hey, here's Joe Buck and he's messing up guys' names and it's talking over dudes' pitches. And you're like, just, it's basically, you've been spoiled. We were spoiled. I know? feel the same way now with Knicks games because I get yeah. uh, Clyde Frazier and Mike Breen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mike I, Breen, at least, is the guy who calls... I like Clyde Frazier a lot, he's, though. Dude, he's your crazy uncle who's yeah. addicted to pills. When I lived in New York, I, I loved him. I met him once. Um, no way. Yeah, I met him just... He just walked by was the bar. Was he styling and profiling? Dude, he was. He had the awesome suit on and everything, and he walked by um, the bar I was talking to, and the bouncer, his name was Jay. He was a friend of mine. He was in one of the short films I made back then. And he he was about six foot nine himself, Jay. Oh, okay. He had played European ball. Yeah. He never made it to the NBA. But I was like smoking a cigarette and I saw him walk by and it's New York. You gotta play it cool. You don't like go up yeah, to people. Right. But you know, I I was talking to someone, I turn around, he's talking to Jay and uh I go, um, you know Clyde Frazier? Like did you guys did he meet along the lines of like basketball or something? Or did he um coach you at some point or something and he goes no he goes tall people talk (laughs) (laughs) and i was like you know what that makes a lot of you're all just up there it kind of does make sense so it's like you probably it's probably go you could go weeks without meeting someone at eye level (laughs) so then all of a sudden you meet this guy and you're like, you probably just have a moment. You're probably like, hey, airplanes, fuck, right? <laughs> Too strange. Like, yeah. the across the broom. When are they going to make a toilet for us? I don't know. Bye. <laughs> the eye lock, like, everywhere. You're just looking down, and all yeah. of a sudden, finally, one six nine dude, you get to look lock yeah. eyes with. They just and had a that's, little conversation. It's that <laughs> same vibe you wanted with the Red Sox player of, like, <gasps> someone is looking into my yeah. eyes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's the whole how's the weather up there thing. They're like, how is the weather up here? How's your weather? I'll talk about my weather. Aren't you sick of that question? God, dude, Clyde is so funny too. I mean, great voice, you know, that's great what... voice. 
And also, though, he's just doesn't care anymore. Yeah. He's like either getting old, been doing it for so long. He is very of, getting ex- old. Exactly. He's I think he very was, getting old. I th- no, that's a good way of putting <laughs> gonna, it, though. He is very getting old. <laughs> Happy birthday. It's, you are very getting old. Yeah. He, I think, was sick for a little I mean, bit earlier this yeah, year. I mean, he played the 70s for a long time ago now. No, yeah. And he was like. The 70s were so long ago that we're living through them again with fucking a terrible, you know, president, terrible economy, drug problems, fucking overpopulation. Yeah, exactly. So there's some dead air during a Sixers and Knicks game. And, you know, Breen just hit like, you know, and going to the line for two, blah, 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 blah. It's quiet. And Clyde just goes, remember Ubre was hit by a car? Breen doesn't say anything. He just goes, earlier this year, Kelly Oubre hit by a car. Like, just doubles down on it. I love that. It was Uh, so good. You got to hold on to these guys, man. I'm telling you, I feel like they're not valued by the... There's... I get into this West Coast baseball teams because that's what's on when I'm home. Dude, after gigs. You get home 11 or whatever, you can catch last couple innings of Dodgers, Giants, whatever, or like a West Coast basketball game. It's... Awesome. And it doesn't take long before you, if you find a couple of guys. I mean, I love Scully when he would do games alone. Um, I I just thought that was like so brilliant, you know. That was like the original podcast was like Vince Scully doing a three hour baseball Dude. game. And then uh, wait, real quick. Oh yeah, yeah. I got a story. I may I can't remember if I've told this. One. I don't think I have. My mom, when she was a kid, <laughs> used to again listen big baseball fan growing up her whole life um she though the legendary announcer vin scully thought his name was vince cully because <laughs> she cully. just thought no one like who's named vin i mean it's vince not, it's not that all. bad of a yeah it's it's not a bad fuck right in line but with she what just was like vince i called cully. him vince cully for like my entire childhood <laughs> <laughs> oh vince yeah that's just like a fun Happy little that's like, like kid accent. He's like when Vince. That sounds like something like when Vince Scully has like too many martinis. He's Vince Scully, and all of a sudden he's like a little that's bit drunk, a little bit handsy. Yeah, Vince, <laughs> Vince, don't touch me there. How'd you like to see my bullpen, baby? Um, yeah, I like. Uh, there's like, but anyway, like what will happen is I'll get into a guy, and then he'll get fired or move to another s- city or another sport, and I'm like sad about some Seattle like guy that I don't even know yeah. who he is. But this guy in San Francisco, I love. I can't remember his name now off the top of my head, but he's like, I like the old school sounding like it's a great game. It's a great day for a night of baseball. Exactly. Like, it's just, just something. There's something white about it. Sorry, there's something <laughs> right about it. Well, it's just like it gets you into. I don't know. It's sort of molassesy and slow, and just the game of baseball is molassesy yeah. and slow. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. And I it's like supposed it. to be a relaxing day, it's a summer sport. Exactly. Like, uh, let's sit in the sun and eat. And you should drink. be able to take a nap at a ball game, wake up, and still catch like three innings. Yeah. Like wake up when someone makes it. You know, I read a lot when I watch baseball because you can read and listen. Yeah. And when you hear the announcer get excited, you look up, and that's like. And you can still catch half the and back that's what people do at ba- I, I'm a psycho at games. I like to watch. I go to games alone a lot because I just want to watch. Are you baseball. a stat book guy? No, I don't believe in that. I have a, I have a, I have a. <laughs> you don't believe. <laughs> so I, have in a con- it. I have a controversial take that most of the people who do that. I used to have a joke that um, along the same lines. I used to have a joke that I said the hardest part about doing a crossword puzzle is making sure, sure people see you doing it. Oh. <laughs> That's a good joke. That's not a bad joke, right? It was like a it was a good little Twitter joke for a while, and um, I kind of feel the same way. I feel like I feel like a lot of those guys who are doing that are just like, "Look at me, I'm a fucking hardo. I know ball. I'm a little bit of a psycho where I do stuff like that." But I'll go. I'll do this thing sometimes where I'll go, and this is from something Jerry Remy said like when I was a kid on TV I'll go and pick one player to watch the entire game oh that's so, what, yeah so I'll be like I'm just gonna watch I used to do it with Pedroia all the time because he was the most interesting psychotic man to just go like when when the ball wasn't even close to him he was doing all kinds of things but he was always there's this thing that happens all the time in baseball where um, a guy catches a line drive and it seems really stupid and like 
inconsequential. But the fact that he was happened to be standing in the perfect place to catch that hit yeah. is not an accident, you know? And it's all happening the whole game. Right. TV doesn't really tell you that story because it's always on. The player is always centered. But yeah. when you're there, you can kind of see it more. Especially if you I'm watch a guy like, like Pedroia, too, who probably captained the infield for, yeah, exactly. what, 10 seasons or something yeah. like that? So he's the one calling out shifts and whatnot, yeah. and like flipping open his like wristband is like, oh, this is who's up. We got to go this way. Yeah, he used to do it. I mean, he jumped in the air every single time. Every single time the like pitcher threw – when the ball would leave the pitcher's hand, he would jump up a little bit in the air. Really? Like, as, like in – you know, to be like – not in standing still when the ball was hit. So I, he was already in movement. It was this. I always remember Little League, the coaches would be like, always take two steps as the. Ball's being hit. Like, pitches being thrown. Just like to have be in the. movement or something. Yeah, the, so yeah, he maybe that was just his like tick where he just like started yeah, jumping or whatever. I didn't know that. Or something. It was weird. What's a favorite Sox memory? Hit me with oh, I have a lot, man. And I have a lot re- of recent ones. I just. Um. Just this last year, a buddy of mine had his bachelor party kind of at Fenway, and um, Tom Karen, who's uh, works for Nesson, he's an announcer yeah. at Nesson and a broadcaster, a great broadcaster and a great dude. He like texted me. He's like, "Hey, are you at the game?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I got my. I'm here. I didn't want to, you know. I'm here for my friend's bachelor party. It's like he, he, it's like not a bachelor party. It was men and women and kids and." Like it's a pre-wedding kind of thing, a pre-wedding hang, hang kind yeah. of thing. He got a hundred tickets or something yeah. in the bleachers, and he's like, "Well, bring him up here, you know." Oh, that's cool. Wow. So I'm like, "Whoa, really?" You know? He's like, "Yeah." So I bring my friend, who's my old, one of my oldest friends, if not my oldest friend, Ian, and we go up, and Jim Rice, the Hall of Famer, is there, and we just all hung out for like ten minutes, and Jim Rice is being like as charming as can be, and Tom Karen's being as charming as can be, and I was just like, I can't even believe my life right now. Like I was like. I was like, I, because it was like everything. It was like, I'm having such a good time, but also like, this is a beautiful thing. Like my friend is so happy and I'm so happy. And, and it was just awesome. I mean, dude, wouldn't you rather, so you're saying, I have a lot of memories like that. how you were going maybe a little overboard with new friend. Wouldn't you rather have that kind of energy? Cause you can always yeah. walk it back yeah. and be like, Hey, I'm sorry. I was just excited. Oh yeah. You know, I wanted to hang out, whatever. Sorry. Well, and it's just like comedy. Yeah, I you feel just like get that's easier than being like, oh, no, I actually did enjoy your presence. Yeah. I just was trying to be cool. It's like, what the fuck are you doing that for? Like, Yeah, I know. It's so much more genuine to have that like, man, this is really crazy. I, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, this is well, no, I mean, I had all his buddies where... and now like Tom Kelly. Like, wow. Yeah, I'm in Florida at spring training. I, I would have a moment like that almost every day, you know, where I'd be like. The best part was having like the pass, the, the press pass and stuff to get in before the general public. And it's just a totally different vibe where everyone's very relaxed yeah. and, and chill. And it's and it's like something it sounds so unbelievably corny, but you go, you fly down there from a freezing northeast and it's just the smell of grass and like balls hitting leather and like chit chat. Dude. bullshit jock chit chat pitchers and catchers you know it's, yeah it's around the corner and it's just like oh yeah you know? i cannot i the sound of a ball going into a mitt yeah that pop is maybe the best sports sound yeah well that speaking of listening to baseball on the radio right when I got, that's where you can actually, that's the first time I ever even noticed that really. Like at a game, it can blend into the everything else. But on the radio, when like David Price pitched, you knew he was pitching. Yeah. You know? That's a good point. You like, can, if a guy's got gas, you can hear that. And I saw uh, Max Scherzer at, um, you know, spring train. This was a funny, this was a funny thing. He wasn't wearing, I walk in there and he's warming up. And he's not wearing a uniform. Yeah. He's wearing like Nike shit, you know, but yeah. not like um, his number or anything like that. And so, and there's other people doing all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I'm, I can't be an idiot like this. I was like, man, that dude's like really whipping it. <laughs> so it's like, it's Max Scherzer. Like he's got the fastest fastball in Major League Baseball, dude. Like, What year was it too? Because he was probably a multi- No, he was already huge. Oh, he was, he was already, like a multi-Cy Young. <laughs> yeah, he was already on the, I think this was the year, it was either the year after the Nats won the World Series or oh, wow. the year before. Yeah, this is like, like, this is prime. Prime Scherzer. And like, you know, 
as soon as the guy said it, I'm like, oh yeah, we're playing Washington today, yeah. and like, but you gotta remember when you're down there, there's like dudes who will never play, yeah, ever. Also on the same field, yeah. also in uniform. There's all kinds of people around, but it was that sound that was like getting me. I'm because at first he was warming up, you know. Yeah. So at first he's throwing like, you know, he looks like everybody else, and then all of a sudden you're hearing like whack, 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 and you're like, oh, who's this dude? And someone goes, oh well. Look at Mr. Baseball Scout Will Noonan over here. <laughs> he recognized the greatest athlete on the planet. <laughs> no way. He can scout a three-time Cy yeah. Young winner <laughs> yeah, like, after he's hey, won three Cy Youngs. I think it was Chris Cotillo, the sports writer who I said it to. I was like, this guy's all right. He looked at me like, ah, stick to comedy, pal. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Oh, um, on the Scherzer, this popped into my head i saw a tweet one day that was imagine trying to go it was a dodgers and d-backs game at the time and the original starters were greg maddox and randy johnson and someone had tweeted imagine trying to see maddox versus johnson and getting this matchup oh i saw that too and it was fucking kershaw scherzer i saw that too and i was like this is um that's that's one that's but you know i would save the, the ticket sub to that game if, someone you know. someone said um not to switch sports but someone said to me some younger comic once said to me like i was talking about having seen jordan play and mm. even even i saw jordan really in person at the end of his career i think but, i saw wizards jordan but once. i was like i saw i've seen lebron and whatever and this guy was like wow you know like I feel like I've been cheated because I don't see anything like. And I go, you know, the thing is though, it's, this is just like anything in life. You only know when you look back how great it was. Like you're gonna tell your kids about Giannis. That's what. That's th literally the first name I thought of. Yeah, and you're and they're gonna say, well, there's no one like that, you know, or I yeah. don't get anything like that. It just takes these guys getting old and kind of and not seeing them play for a while and yeah. missing what they brought you know Giannis totally though is but yeah absurd to see i saw he they bucks I, played the knicks on christmas that was the yeah who i got to he's see he's incredible and, dude watching lillard warm up from half court just casually firing 35 footers or whatever yeah dropping them i was like Oh, like this is a superhuman. Oh, those guys are. This makes no sense. I remember one time hearing a story about like a pickup game or something. They were, they invited a member of the press into like just like <laughs> fill in or something. It was like a five on five, and the guy broke his finger catch, <laughs> catching a pass within like two minutes of, of trying to play basketball. Yeah, fucking course you know he did. I mean? It's like, and then, and then ever since I heard that story, I go, yeah, just the passing. Yeah. Would people go? Oh, like I heard a great line the other day that said, "Brian Scalabrini is a lot closer to LeBron James than any of us are to Brian, Brian Scalabrini. Scalabrini." Yeah. And I was like, that is every pro sport. Look at it that fucking way, because because it. Only is, and I feel like it's only a young, cocky sports fan who really starts to think, like, come on, I could be a. It's like, dude, you could not do any of this. Dude, <laughs> I have one of the most insane things one of my longest friend, longest running friends has ever said. He got into golf two years ago, maybe at this point. Oh, shit. After about three ish months of playing, <laughs> I love this. he goes, All right, I think. If I devoted like day job hours, like eight hours a day to golf from now, you know, like it's not that hard to be a pro. Oh like I could totally be well, a pro golfer. The funniest thing about specifically golf and this kid, I think, is that that's kind of true. He could probably he, if he did that, he could probably become a golf pro at a golf, like teach golf and maybe maybe school some guys around town in tournaments. Not tour. And not put him on TV in front of a crowd <laughs> with Tiger Woods also watching. Right? Yeah. And there are there is no rough because it's full of people. <laughs> like that's really the difference. A lot of people can be funny with their friends and can't be funny on stage. It's like, come on, dude. Dude, I love I love that kind of arrogance. I'm like it's when so I meet funny. people like that, I'm like just give me some, like, like rub he's, my hands and give me a little. It's so fun. I l love playing with. He's he's actually a very good golfer. Um, but I just have to 
see how long my trip is gonna. Oh take. yeah, dude, I was gonna say when are we gonna. Get I'm not in a hurry, but I just okay. gotta. I just want to make sure I'm not um, late for it. He, <laughs> Don't you love when people do that? They always wait until they're done talking, and then they. Oh, wait. And like, you, oh yeah, no, you no, no, no. started talking. And I was like, hold on. <laughs> I mean, it's just a dull, Like I have to go to giggles. I felt bad. I had a comedy. Um, one of the worst things that happens sometimes in comedy, where I had two book i had two gigs oh. booked tonight but i i had even checked like last week i was like do i have to be? and then i checked and then they fucked up on the other end What's and they giggles one of them Sunday? was not giggles another club oh, okay the other club i was booked at was okay. like no you're good uh, so i'm like oh good phew then today they're like oh we screwed up we actually do have you back. and i'm like i'm already and so yeah. no one was like really mad or yeah. anything because it was just kind of like one of those honest mistake deals but are you headlining um, tonight? No, I'm actually hosting. It's a, um, it's me, Jimmy Cash, and Plumber, just the three of us doing doing a half hour each. But I got roped into. It's actually <laughs> my first time hosting anything at Giggles. But I think out of the three of us, I am the most um, sort of hosty. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna self-deprecate. No, 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 no. I, I just meant like, I think <laughs> yeah. like for this show, and also the. It's a fundraiser for one of the waitresses, yeah. fam- like kids or sports or something like that. Yeah. So, and I'm friends friends with her. I mean, you do Capo every week too, so they were probably just yeah. like. I don't love hosting to be honest. Like I, no, who, who I try not to it's, ever do it, but it's hard. It's yeah. annoying. It's a skill. It's a lot of things. Yeah. It's, yeah. But yeah, it's I probably never... got 15 more minutes. 10, 15 more. Uh, all right, let's pivot then a little bit because I wanted to get into to, the old. I wanted to yeah, just chat a little bit about the award <sighs> stuff. Stop. Are you? You sent me a lot of nice texts. You were nominated as well. Yeah, I, not, I mean, I did never... Did not catch a W as well. I so. never thought I was going to, though. I didn't either. I totally, like I said on the path, I did not either. Um, and I am super stoked about everybody who did win. Yeah. You know? It was... I think... Just I, that I listened reaction. to your episode, though. I was like... I heard a lot of... I also told you... I, I also told you, like, right after it happened. Yeah. And then... It's so funny, because we were going to hang Friday... And after that incident <laughs> happened, I like kind of turned around and told you about it. And just the conversation we had, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to see him tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I it, think that this... wasn't because of, well, uh, no, it wasn't. I didn't cancel for any reason other than that I was throwing up. Well, that's exactly, no, that's yeah. exactly, no, I wasn't think you were mad at oh, I oh. No, I literally was like, I think he's drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I think he is cooked. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't get any. I didn't eat. I wasn't planning. I'm doing dry January. That was the only night I drank. That's right. You told me month. that you were breaking dry January. So I'd for... been 14 days yeah. without drinking. And then I didn't eat. It was like one of those days where I had like oatmeal or something yeah. for the whole day. And then we get there and I'm sitting with Tyler Swain who's like the worst influence of all time. We're like throwing back beers. My wife too was just like, fuck this. Like, let's just get drunk, you know? <laughs> so it was, I was like, if I'm going to, and it, yeah, and I had a couple of IPAs on an empty stomach and I was, oh no, I didn't, no, I wasn't yeah. like, I'm not going to see No, you. I knew no, it. I was, yeah, it was literally when you texted me, you're like, I'm sick. I was like, yeah. I felt I like, you know, we were in our, <laughs> we like silently made that call. But then, but I honestly don't think, I only had like, I mean, four or five beers is a lot of, I only had two IPAs, but whatever. Anyway, long story short, I go home, order a steak and cheese sub. Which I eat half of, and my dog ate the other half of while I was no taking a piss. Fucking way! And then my, my dog also threw up the next morning. So I think that's science, <laughs> animal testing. But like I'm telling you, like there's sake. It was I didn't I don't throw up from hangovers, and this was not even the worst hangover. It was more like I woke up and I was like, God, I feel like I have a brick in my stomach. Yeah. And I remember going. Well, this was like 6 a.m. And I was like, all right, I'm going to like see how I feel in a couple hours and then before I text Danny. And I just remember being like, I Dude. think the first thing I ate that day. I think if your podcast maybe didn't involve eating food, I could have done it. That's a good point. But I was like, <laughs> I didn't eat anything that day until like 4 or 5 at night. I had a gig that night. Dude, the best meal I've ever had. It's so funny. It was, I was hungover as an underage person. Yeah. So right there, not a great start to the story, but uh, went to a different diner from the one i was you know another greasy spoon though in town just grilled cheese curly fries oh yeah, yeah that's yeah. it grilled cheese perfect. and it was the first thing i'd had all day and the second it hit my mouth i was like oh yeah. god thank you I'm so one of those much people i just diner. can't until i'm like fully healed i cannot eat it's like a, Dude, i just it's... feel horrible but anyway i i listened to your podcast yesterday and i felt like i felt like i could relate to it because i used to do this podcast hypothetically mm. and it's still out but I haven't done an episode in years, but I used to do it all, 
I used to do it by myself and I did it when I was really early in comedy. I started it when I was like early in comedy and kept doing it until I was like late feature. Yeah. And I just was listening to it and I was like, yep, I remember sort of like having bad nights and then (laughs) turn on the thing and just sort of like opening up into this box, into this microphone, you know? And I was like, that's what Danny's doing right now. I was definitely in a weird place for another personal reason from that it's, incident uh, dude, as well those, that I told those you, kind of things man are mind fuck you know yeah the, the comedy festival every year is proof but it's just this this business that we're in is a business and it's an art too right so you have this you have this mix of people who are like super sensitive people also super lonery like this is a loner art form it's a stand-up comedy right we love each other we love to go hang out yeah we love to but at the end of the day like we all have our own careers and yeah. we all have our own ambitions and i think these contests and when you pit us against each other in any way that's what this this sort of stuff emerges you know because i've been in comedy festivals where i fully entered with the intention of just furthering my career and no hope to win yeah but when you're on stage with four other people and one person's getting their name called the human being inside of you is i want to be the name yeah i want to be the special boy i with the the star and again i totally was expecting the l i i wanted to just hang and have fun with friends and i still did yeah it was just the i think so i've always been called a sensitive person i've always been emotional for sure Mm-hmm. But I feel like lately, too, what I'm starting to at least think is that sometimes when that gets tossed around, it is also just a projection of what that person is feeling at the moment. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if it's within comedy. Right. Like this person sensitive. People. Like, right. And this person podcasting in itself, how, it's going to be hard to get an insensitive person to talk for an hour. About right. Anything. Exactly. And so I just kind of thought it's Alex Jones. <laughs> That this person maybe did think that they made a rude comment and was embarrassed by it, but just couldn't say it. So they were well, just I, like, oh, right, we fuck, talk you're about sensitive. Suck a dick thing? Yeah. Well, I think that was... See, I think in, I think you were a little bit too in the too in the heat of what was going on Probably. to fully see it. I, the, I know that it was said because they... We got to look in this situation. You were nominated and they weren't, right? So this they is like... nominated for anything. This is a punching up. This is like a comedy. I I kind of think that's friendly ball. I I feel like that's. Fr- I'm not she, friends if, with. I'm not friends with them. But I think if she didn't respect you, it, it, on any other business, it's like super rude on its face. But I do kind of feel like in comedy, it's kind of you know. I think it's kind of like light ball busting. But I'll. I think even more than this because I know. I was sitting right there too. I was sitting right behind you. Yeah. I didn't hear the comment or anything, but I know who you're talking about. And I was, and I ran into her on the way in. We walked in together, right? And I think, just like everyone had their own thing going on that night, I think her thing was kind of like, hey, I'm not nominated for anything, which kind of sucks. So I'm going to come and I'm kind of going to troll the whole fucking thing and just kind of like drink and fucking shit on it. And I think a lot of people were doing that. You know what I mean? Because that's just a, that's a mechanism. Go do something productive. <laughs> Go to a mic. Go to a show. Go I know, but I'm just saying. I I like both of you guys a lot. Love I love you both. And I think I was like, this is um this is why I don't like these kind of things. It's like, fair. I you know, because it, it's bringing up like it's just we shouldn't be in competition with each other. We shouldn't be I mean, because we already are, right? We already kind of yeah. are. So I but you have a very good podcast. You know? I, 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 that's not what that's, I'm worried that's about. What I love making food for people. I love yeah. having people over and but talking I think, with them. I'm not I like going to stop. I, I think this. in a weird way, it's like, <laughs> it's in a weird way, it's this man. It's like you're now not just Danny K. Like when you get something good, when you start to do anything, you go from feature. When you go from host to feature. There's going to be people who are like. Not happy about that. And they're going to say, he doesn't deserve to be a feature, right? Like, that's just comedy. Yeah. And I think this is your first time, really, where you have something like that's this show 
that's pretty good and people are gonna people are gonna come after you and it's like that's the not fun part about like success that's fine i <laughs> i but you know what i mean but it's it's gonna happen and it's gonna keep happening and this one especially i think you'll look back on when this fucking show is <laughs> when it's not in your house anymore and yeah. there's other you know there's a set and there's a cameraman and you're getting paid yeah. a ton of money it'll be great you'll be like I remember when I was really fucking pissed off about that Boston Comedy Choice Award, but I, I really, but dude, I'm really want to make clear I'm not pissed off about the the award. Yeah, it was literally like no, I, I know it was like it was the comment. Yeah, and then it the, was an insensitive. The, it was moment. an insensitive moment directed at me, and when I stood up for myself to say, "Hey, that was kind of mean." Yeah, instead of "Oh, I apologize for hurting your feelings." where it would have been dead it then turned into oh you're a, a sensitive little bitch and it's like no i just thought that was mean <laughs> like yeah. how are we, like it would just turned into this whole hamster wheel and also this person like i, I said was never really that nice to me <laughs> we're never really that good of friends yeah yeah so then this was kind of the cherry on top of like all right fuck you too yeah there was th i'm telling you man there was just a vibe in that room that night that was very off like i see everyone at capo i'd seen half the people the night before yeah and i was like everyone including myself is acting strange tonight <laughs> like all of us you know but i'm just saying it was I get it. I totally like. I'm, I listened to the podcast. I yeah. Totally got it. I remember that night. <laughs> I remember the moment you're talking about too, because I was like, "I'm too drunk, Danny." To like, <laughs> That's a, yeah, yeah. I was like, "I'm too drunk to like really <clears throat> give you like yeah. my opinion on this." But I was kind of like, if I remember, I was just like, <laughs> I was like Irish. I was like, "Push it down, Danny. Just push it it's deep kinda, down." Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it's a mind fuck, man. But I. Again, not mad at the award loss because I am super happy doing this and yeah. seeing wherever this goes yeah. and whatever. It was just the other bullshit that happened. Yeah. And then there was a personal layer as well that added to the anger. Right, right, right. So but we won't get into that. We won't know. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> ongoing? Yeah. It's very ongoing. <laughs> well, you know, I. it's tough, man. But it was just kind of a... Sure, it's a compliment for you to say punching up, but remember the conversation we were having of like at the award show we were talking about everyone was on. Yeah. Everyone was trying to yeah. make the other person laugh or whatever. And I asked you, I was like, why is that the case? Why are why are comics always on? Why can't we just defense. have a real moment? It's our defense mechanism and we were all on the defensive. That's what it was, you know? So I was. I, it was weird. Rafi Gonzalez won. We were both like, I don't know how to act. I don't know what to do. Yeah. This isn't what we do, man. Like, we go up there, you know, and do jokes. Like, we're not yeah. celebrities. We're not, like, people who are nominated for a lot of awards. Yeah. It was a weird thing. But this, I, I do. But I, I actually, though, having said all that, like, the stuff that I saw that night, I thought it was like, once I saw that award show, I was like, this is beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we gotta absolutely. get, you just gotta get past like the, the, the drama yeah, absolutely. and it's like a beautiful thing. It is a yeah. celebration of comedy. Absolutely. It's every, you know? it's recognition for everyone's hard work. So that's, I guess just why I was kind of like, yeah. why are all these jabs being thrown around? But that's the thing I do. I took so many fucking strays that night. Yeah. Like it was insane. Like everyone I, so that's, that's maybe why I was a little bit, you know, glib about it. Cause I was like, dude, everyone's coming up to me. Like it was like one of two things, you know, they were like, Hey, uh, you're not going to win, you know? Right. Like, or it was, Hey, like, how's it feel to be nominated alongside people who are like, have been doing comedy half as much time as you or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, like, what do you want me to say, dude? Like <laughs> what piece of, those are comedy can be, you know, what's it's, those are just it's low hanging fruit. Yeah. It's they're shitty easy jokes to make at the expense of somebody else instead yeah. of trying to put but, like yeah. they think it's like ball busty funny whatever who cares like if you flip it around though and say some shit to them they'll probably get pissed too. Yeah. You know? It's just this whole weird facade of like yeah. pretending things don't hurt when meanwhile <laughs> 
jokes can still you hurt. just nailed it buddy <laughs> <laughs> that's i was always against roast shows for that reason because i was like when everyone doesn't go home to a mansion it's just a bunch of people being mean yeah to each other you know there's no like funniness to it because it's just especially when you get assigned someone and then you have to write a million jokes about someone they've just given you you're like oh great this person i don't know about them. let me just see how i can make fun of their flaws <laughs> exactly it's such but, a strange concept but yeah I think there was just something a little lost in translation there uh, with that, like between both of y'all. Like you were kind of like, I think just in too raw of a moment. Well, moment, I mean, it was literally uh, no, I mean, two seconds after. Yeah. I don't mean you were. Yeah. I mean, the situation. No, I, yeah, was I'm just, just establishing again, though. Because I would have been like, the same way. I'm trying to think of stuff like that. Like I've had moments where like big things have been going on with my career and someone come at me with something and I just can't take it. Like, you know what I mean? And I, and I've had this sort of reaction, but I think, I think, I don't know if she was drinking that night or if she even drinks at all, but I thought, yeah, I thought she was kind of just doing what I was doing, which was like, I'm just going to kind of like, every time the waiter was like, I, I left it up to him. Yeah. <laughs> I was I like, bring, bring me whatever. He brought me IPA. So it was a mistake, but. I have to get going. I feel terrible. Yeah, dude, no worries. We, we should have talked about this instead of baseball. No, that's fu- We can do whatever. But, um, can I? I just want to say one thing before we yeah, go. go. Suck a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Will Noonan, everybody. No, what were you going to say? Oh, no, I was going to ask. Uh, I, I'm going to cut it there either way. Um, I was just going to ask uh, you. A lot of people look up to you. So I was hoping that who is Will Noonan for Will Noonan? I hope you have Gary Goldman. Uh, as far as, as far as how to act, as like a elders of of the yeah. comedy scene, Gary Goldman, one hundred percent. He was super nice. All he was was, all he, all Gary ever did was like remember you, give you a moment of his time, and take you seriously when you asked him something. And that's like I was like, if everyone did that, the world would be a beautiful place. I got a great Gary story too that I got to save for another time. Ooh, uh, I love that teaser. Will. Thanks for hanging out, buddy. Thank you, pal. Uh, follow and Will Noonan. Great. Follow dinner at your place. Great Don't follow biscuits. the other person. Goodbye. <laughs>